This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The Montana Supreme Court has ruled unanimously that the state, and not counties, control the state's school equalization mechanism. The ruling settles a months-long dispute between local administrators, school advocates, and Governor Greg Gianforte. Commissioners in 49 of 56 counties had approved resolutions to levy only 78 mills for the mechanism rather than the 95 as requested by the Montana Department of Revenue. Quote, counties have the authority to levy mills according to local interest, according to Chief Justice Mike McGrath, citing the 1972 Constitutional Convention's Foundation for Tax Powers. In cases of statewide mills, however, that authority rests with the state. The ruling covers this and future tax cycles. Lewis and Clark County officials previously estimated that it would cost $50,000 for reprinting additional tax notices if the counties lost their case. The Montana Supreme Court has ruled in favor of a ballot initiative group attempting to implement open primaries in the state overruling the Attorney General Austin Knudsen. The opinion by the High Court only allows the group behind the effort to gather signatures to get the initiative on the ballot. It would come in November of next year. If the gatherers get enough signatures and then it is approved by voters, the measure would implement a single ballot primary election in which all candidates, no matter what their political affiliation, would appear on the same ballot The candidates would still be allowed to list their party affiliations on the ballot, but would not have to. If passed, it would mean when voters go to the polls on primary day, they would not have to select which ballot they would vote on. They would all be handed the same one, with all the candidates in their district. Ballot Initiative 12 would pertain to all Montana's major political offices, as well as state house and senate candidates it would also put a limit on the number of signatures candidates have to gather in order to appear on the ballot that is aimed in part at protecting third-party candidates from having to gather an unattainable number of signatures attorney general austin knudsen initially rejected the ballot initiative on constitutional grounds arguing it violates the prohibition on grouping multiple issues, open primaries, plus the signature cap into a single measure. Chief Justice Mike McGrath, the author of the unanimous opinion, Chief Justice Mike McGrath, the author of the unanimous opinion, wrote that Knudsen made a mistake by blocking BI-12, saying it does not violate the portion of the Montana Constitution that Knudsen said it did. Quote, the signature gathering limitation is not a separate in function, but rather, as MER asserts, an integral part of the top four primary system. We thus disagree with the Attorney General that the signature gathering limitation is not closely related to the remainder of BI-12. McGrath ordered Knudsen's office to prepare language for the ballot within five days. Because the ballot initiative is a constitutional amendment, advocates must collect around 60,000 signatures in at least 
40 House districts. The Montana Supreme Court has reinstated an order that prohibits Westmoreland Rosebud Mining from expanding its coal mining operation near Coal Strip because the state failed to properly consider expert opinion on water quality. The decision sends the case back to the district court, the Montana Board of Environmental Review, and the Montana Department of Environmental Quality for more consideration. In a largely technical opinion spanning nearly 60 pages, Montana Supreme Court Justice Mike McGrath wrote the opinion for the court, which was unanimous. The High Court's decision said that the DEQ and the Board of Environmental Review had failed to consider properly the cumulative effects of the mine's expansion that it would have on groundwater. The court also faulted the Board of Environmental Review for allowing DEQ and Westmoreland to present information while limiting the conservation group's ability to do the same. An exploding population of hard-to-eradicate super pigs in Canada is threatening to spill over the border, and northern states like Montana, North Dakota, and Minnesota are taking steps to stop the invasion. In Canada, the wild pigs are roaming Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. They are crossbreeds that combine the survival skills of wild Eurasian boars with the size and high fertility of domestic swine to create the super pig that's spreading out of control. Ryan Brock, a professor at the University of Saskatchewan and one of Canada's leading authorities on the problem, calls feral swine, quote, the most invasive animal on the planet and an ecological train wreck. Pigs are not native to North America. They've roamed parts of the continent for centuries. Canada's problems date back to the 1980s when it encouraged farmers to raise wild boar. The market collapsed after peaking in 2001, and some fought their fences, setting the animals free. It turns out the pigs are very good at surviving Canadian winters. They eat crops and wildlife. They tear up land when they root for bugs and crops. They can spread devastating diseases to hog farms, like African swine fever, and they reproduce quickly. A sow can have six piglets in a litter and raise two litters in a year. That means 65% or more of a wild pig population could be killed every year, and it would still increase. Brock said hunting just makes the problem worse. The success rate for hunters is only 2 to 3%, and several states have banned hunting because it makes the pigs more wary and nocturnal. They're tougher to track down and eradicate. The deluge has begun. A super PAC supporting Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy will spend a quarter million dollars on radio ads in coming months. The 60-second radio ad from More Jobs, Less Government focuses on immigration and paints Sheehy as a pro-Trump conservative. Senator John Tester's campaign has rolled out its own ad launch with $170,000 in spending including a 30-second TV spot and radio and digital placements. As a deadline looms next week, 
for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to decide whether to put Endangered Species Act protections in place for wolverines in the lower 48 states. Montana's three Republican members of Congress are calling for a pause on the decision because it accounted for the impacts of climate change. Monday is the deadline for the Fish and Wildlife Service to make a final determination on whether to list North American wolverines as threatened. It comes from a federal court order in Montana in a lawsuit that conservations are seeking to have the agency update its special status assessment for the animals. A recent story by Wi-Fi shows that in a September report, the USFS found the U.S. wolverine population could be less secure than the agency previously thought because of climate change and other factors. U.S. Representatives Matt Rosendale and Ryan Zinke and U.S. Senator Steve Daines, all Montana Republicans, have written a letter to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service Director Martha Williams calling on the agency to delay the deadline for determining by 120 days over their stated concerns that climate change was taken into account when looking at the wolverine population decrease and their risk of becoming extinct. Quote, a postponement is necessary because the proposal is based largely on faulty conclusions drawn from climate predictions, according to the three officials. They instead want a thorough assessment of population data. There is no indication there will be any delay. The deadline was ordered by U.S. District Judge Donald Malloy. The three Montana Republicans are blaming the Biden administration for the agency's proposed action. A spokesman for U.S. Senator John Tester, the lone member of the delegation that did not sign the letter, told the Daily Montanan, Senator Tester believes the Fish and Wildlife Service must follow the best available science and take a local input into account when making the decision. Montana and Wyoming do not allow for wolverines to be hunted or trapped at all. In fact, Fish and Wildlife is asking for information about who illegally shot and skinned a wolverine last month north of Wisdom. That has led multiple organizations posting rewards currently up to $11,000 for information that leads to the arrest and conviction in the poaching case. If you need to hear this report again, please check our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News, cast worldwide with listeners in now 52 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations, and 31 countries on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network including KMEH, 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and ProRes Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.